0: Charles, you used to be a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ivan, what do you do for a living?
1: Uh, you mean now? No, yeah, not nah. anything. Uh, previously, I was running a room escape.
0: Mm, I see. Mm. I see. Okay. So that was previously, and like now. Like... Uh,
1: now I am gainfully unemployed.
0: so for the listeners today i have on but then how two very special guests from the middle of the road podcast Hello. yeah so it's that was charles and we have ivan yeah hey hello yeah really really happy for you guys to be on this podcast yeah having us so uh i think i first found out about you guys because i noticed that i think in my bth pod sg instagram account amongst like all the 30 followers. There was like one account that wasn't one of my friends. And it was you guys. <laughs> okay. So that's how you realize that like
1: somebody else was following you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like I'm very insecure, right? Then I just look at my followers like hmm, who's following me? <laughs> who's reading my Instagram stories? So I see this hmm, middle of the road podcast and lo and behold, is this two Singaporean guys who also had the idea to do a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah, how do you find me and like why? What was your impression of like my page at first? Uh, okay, most
1: of the stuff that happens on Instagram is me. I've been doing it well because Charles doesn't do shit, he just shows up <laughs> once a week and starts talking. That's the best uh, life, he's better at talking than me, so uh, I have to do the shit work. But uh, I think like any other podcaster, we we're just trying to get a bit more exposure, trying to get more people aware that we exist. So, I was. Mm. Basically, uh, looking around for all the other smaller podcasts as well. Uh. Yeah, so, I just happened to chance upon your page and I follow. I don't know whether you got the impression that I suddenly liked a lot of your images because that's what I did for a number of podcasts. I'll just follow them, i like a lot of them. Need mm-hmm. to gain a bit of attention, then I will try to yeah. open conversations with them as well. Uh. So, some yeah. of the podcasts have already uh, stopped producing. So, mm, yeah. So I was hoping that, you know, if you are there enough, maybe the algorithm will push your page to their followers and then you can somehow kill some of their followers onto your podcast. So (laughs) I was trying all kinds of weird shit. uh, So if you look at our Instagram page, you'll be able to see like all the nonsense that I'm trying out on the page. Just to try and game the algorithm.
0: But it is true though, because once I started... Uh, following you guys and messaging you guys like mm-hmm. on the BTH pod like Insta, Insta page, the feed right mm-hmm. I started getting recommendations for uh, all these uh, local Singaporean small podcasts uh, mm-hmm. I would say small indie podcasts and it was crazy because I thought I was the only one like in the whole of Singapore, right? <laughs> I have all 5 million people who had this idea to, you know, create a podcast because it, it, it's so easy to do, right? Like I just want to, you know, create some uh, interesting co- discussion content about, I think, issues that people don't talk about enough. La. Mm-hmm. And so when I stumbled upon, or rather when I went to look up your podcast and I decided to give a listen, I was just absolutely shocked because... <laughs> I feel that like you probably looked at my probably hacked into my Google Drive and like <laughs> stole the format or something like that, you know. So yeah, Charles, why don't you uh tell us like why did you and Ivan decide to you know start this podcast? Like where did you meet and like how did you decide that you know Ivan's gonna be the one to do all your saikan? Actually, it didn't start off that way <laughs> about
2: Ivan doing everything. Uh, it's just that he got. <laughs> less and less busy over time and I got more and more busy over time and then mm. this is how the cookie crumbles. But to go back to it's the whole thing, <laughs> we started the podcast as a way to kind of have more intelligent conversations and mm. uh, the Middle of the road podcast really kind of captures exactly what we, or at least how we approach things are. We, we really are two uh, middle-aged people uh, trying to Make sense of the world. Uh, and because, you know, my generation, Ivan's generation and I, we, we're 36 right now. We happen to grow up in the pre-internet era, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah. as we were coming into school, then the internet kind of came about and then it just went crazy for us. You know what I mean? Like things just got really, really mm-hmm. uh, different, you know, life's changed and this is our way to kind of like, Keep the old school and the new school together, lot, And then when Ivan said, Hey, it's COVID, we have nowhere to go, let's do a podcast. And like, okay, lor. let's try and see where it goes, Lo.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's very interesting. Your podcast description, the first line in the podcast description is too young to be boomers, too old to be uh, young uh, punks, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so like reading that, I immediately knew, okay, these guys are, are like either like pushing forty or like mid-thirties. <laughs> I, like the pushing,
2: I, I like the mid-30s part more than the pushing 40s part <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes really avoid saying
1: anything 40s
0: related don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no worry my brother is about your age group or so yeah, not so, make us feel any better uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> consolation he doesn't listen to this so I can cheat on him all, he, all I want yeah but but yeah I mean for me I'm kind of like half a generation behind you guys because I grew up Like in primary school, there was like some internet, but it was like really in the early phases. Like it was very distributed across all these like small websites, you know, like your Neopets and RuneScape and things like that. And it wasn't really, you know, (laughs) yeah, Neopets. It wasn't really a centralized social media or like a big, a huge site, you know. And Mm. I would say maybe it was like once YouTube started to be a thing and then Facebook started to be a thing. Then uh, that was when things kind of took off. And I think for me, smartphones took off when I was, right when I finished secondary school. And you guys were probably in like university, right? Uh,
2: somewhere there, I suppose. What? Really? Yeah, I mean, because he's huh? six, seven years behind us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wait, wait, so you didn't get a handphone until you were in post-secondary?
0: No, I, I had a handphone, but it was like the dumb phones, right? But it was like, I mean, smartphones, like iPhones ah, okay, and, okay. and like 3G connections. And things like and right, you think everybody is so, everybody's so rich like you, Secondary school already got a handphone.
1: <laughs> mm. that was the what Nokia, and we're still playing snake in class. Okay, like. I tell you, I tell what you what's that, a... that's, not, that's not even not even expensive. No, thing. you know what's the best way
2: to know right that the generation is different? Because so do you know how to operate a pager?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know how, I, I know how to read a page. I know how to read a page. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I really don't. Like I, all I know is that you have to call the pager number, la, and then pray that the person actually you know pays attention to the page and is near a phone so he can call you. Uh,
1: pretty much. You know that you actually don't need to leave a number when you page. You can fucking prank call that guy nonstop, actually, if you really <laughs> wanted to and if you were determined enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was um SMS that kind of like did in the pager. Really, the convenience of SMS. Yes, but you were around during that time, right? You were around, like you lived through the
1: SMS era, right? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, growing up as a small child, I I did see my my father use his pager a lot, like, And then I would just like you know press the buttons and I'm like, this these buttons make no sense. Like there's no numbers, like everything. Like how does this work? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Could not grasp the time, but you know, time flew by, and like next thing I knew people were using the colored Nokia phones with the 0.2 megapixel cameras. Oh, uh, yeah. The first Nokia my phone.
1: God, I had I remember even the even very cameras... first. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but camera phones were not around until we were at least in poly. I remember because I bought the very first Nokia phone. It was like the most fucking amazing thing. Everybody wanted to use my phone to take pictures in class. Mm-hmm. But then it lasted maybe like half a year. And within that half a year right, after that, there were so many other phones that were already taking pictures. And it became a norm. Sorry, this, this is like going down our memory lane. I know you a bit difficult. But yeah, but it's also the very inspiration of the
2: podcast, right? Like we, you know, as a kid today, you see a lot of children out on the streets and then the best way that parents pacify their kids is just give them a phone or an iPad, right? And we, uh, we're we not saying that's a good or bad way to raise your kids, but that's just a completely different era from what Ivan and I grew up in. Though. You know, we had no Such things when we were kids, though. and that's we're hoping that through the conversations and through you know the experiences that we have live, the podcast is just putting all that into context so that this is how we see the world going forward.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy that uh, your podcast is more long form and there's a good amount of back and forth between you and Ivan, and th- there's really a lot of like room for nuance uh, as compared to like say uh, maybe like a 10 minute. YouTube discussion video, like they, they call themselves podcasts, right? But then I think in those kind of videos you see under the comments, right? It's like mostly complaints that, like, Hey, you didn't talk about this. You didn't talk about that. And so like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like, like for me, I wanted to mm. fill the gap, like, you know, when it comes to these guys discuss, discussing these kind of issues. And I'm pretty sure you guys like wanted to do the same.
2: So actually the question should come back to you. Like what got you started? Cause you are a one man show, right?
0: You were saying? Mm, yes yes yeah i i do everything myself the recording the editing the planning like it, it, it's all me and it, it's all my my the vision just
2: jobless you know so,
0: just a hint right now <laughs> <What>? like, <laughs> don't don't worry i like i'll send you an email after this like with the deliverables and the deadlines uh yeah. no problem <laughs> we can slowly cut out the other guy then okay. eventually okay <laughs> but if... then wrote podcasts yeah <laughs> so how i got started was uh it started quite a while back uh when i was in undergrad in smu university oh! <laughs> so yeah so there there was this club which is like the multimedia audiovisual club uh. that's what <laughs> that's oh, what oh it's my... called okay yeah and they, so they do like events and then like uh, uh, uh mc hosting and then they also have like a, what they call the campus TV, which does videos. And then they also had a campus radio. So the, the idea of a campus radio is that, you know, you create your own radio shows and then you kind of interweave in songs and then you just have the banter. And I was like kind of excited at the idea. Uh, so I joined the club. Uh, and I realized that I didn't like what uh, the club was doing because they were literally just doing... What you expect from a radio show right like from like say you know your class 95 yep. your 987 and then they were like doing it, it they were recording it in the studio like pre-recorded and then they were like uploading it to a site and then like p- people would play la in fact they didn't even upload to the site i think it was like a they uploaded to a drop box and then they, they put it on the school's website then the students had to like download the f3 files reason, <laughs> oh yeah so um what <laughs> It's, it's a bit clunky I, I think because like they didn't really have access to like the proper like radio waves and stuff like that lah. but um the school initially was paying the licensing fees for the music right oh. so i think like music music would be a good draw to you know listen to these so-called campus radio shows mm. and if the the djs Hasn't <laughs> uh, <Yeah. I> <laughs> used the term like DJs, like have a good taste in music. And then, okay, like you know, that's just a bonus, right? But the bands were very limited. And when I attended the training workshops and things like that, right, we were encouraged to, you know, keep the conversation short, like less than five minutes, three minutes is best. And then, you know, like don't have this thing called dead air. Uh... Yeah, you all know, like when you all like talk to each other, like during a recording, right? And then, like sometimes you guys are both very exhausted, and then you're just like, <sighs> Right, the, the, yeah, there are these moments yeah, yeah. Right, that the listeners don't hear because we happens hour, live, too, yes. right? But yeah, so in live radio, right? You know, imagine if you're, you're driving a car and you're listening to live radio, right? You can't have that, right? It's not possible. The advertisers will be like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, yeah. We're paying money and then you never say anything, right? And so these hangovers from radio were were strongly influencing the the. The campus radio, like, I mean, mm. uh, of course, that's what its named after, and that's what it's trying to emulate. But it wasn't what I wanted. I think, like, I just wanted to have like more fun conversations, but also like more interesting conversations. Yeah, I think a lot of the conversations were very, very pretentious for me to say shallow. <laughs> so, I never started a show there. Yeah, uh. right. So in twenty fifteen, I was doing an internship, and my boss was really into podcasts at the time. And then he told me to download this app called Overcast, which I use on my phone even now. Like Overcast is the superior podcast app. Everyone, please go download it if you have an iPhone. Like, Please don't bother with Spotify. So, so I started to actually listen to a lot of podcasts. So my like Freakonomics radio. I listen to Hello Internet. Do you know this YouTuber called CGP Grey? No,
2: not that nope. we... Yeah, nope.
0: Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's an educational YouTuber. And then I listen to this, you know, serial... All sorts of different genres, and I was like, oh, okay, this is... podcasts are not a genre. They are medium for you to, you know, transmit any information you want, like, in the way you want, right? So, like, serial is, you know, true crime, storytelling. Mm. Freakonomics Radio is, like, very, very heavily researched. A lot of professionally composed music and a lot of transitions strategically cut into, like, 45 minutes. And then you have the podcast, podcaster was just people talking for an hour no transitions no editing and wow it it works like it really works people really want to you know or at least I wanted to really just sit and listen to these people discuss a topic like back and forth of course they were interesting hosts, and they were very engaging they had their own personal stories so and I started to like believe that this was going to be a thing that people would listen to and consume as time went by because the sheer convenience of podcasts is that you don't you have your hands free, right? That is like the one difference between like podcasts and like watching YouTube video videos or like watching Netflix. Right? you can go out and about and you can go to the gym and you can take public transport and you can still listen to a podcast and and not get run over by a car because you are looking at your phone yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's true actually. Like I realized that the way I consume podcasts, it's not so much I will sit down and listen to a full episode. It's always when I have time moving around or when I'm at the gym or when I'm doing something else and I just want something in the background to like focus on while doing busy work. Hmm. That's most of the time when I'm listening to a podcast. And I think there's a lot of value in the fact that podcasts are
2: specifically just sound as compared to YouTube because you need the visual component to make the experience work for YouTube videos most of the time. Whereas podcast is structured specifically just for listening. So you don't have to pay attention to a video format, right? And I guess that's what made it work over time. And because of how, like for example, you brought up economics, that's how it's structured for people to learn. They've gotten it down to a science to educate people through the pacing, through the way they bring information in.
0: Yeah, because it's so focused, right? It kind of, it really occupies its own space. Of course, I would say that, you know, YouTube videos like they kind of bleed into the podcast world and vice versa i think the the top like, podcast on youtube is called trash taste i'm not sure if you you guys watch or listen to it it's like three guys who uh, who live in japan and then they talk about like anime and stuff right? <laughs> i can see why that's the number yeah. one hit
2: la.
0: <laughs> yeah so it, it's two hours of them like just sitting in a room right then they are like in frame and like maybe have like three cameras very very professional setup right but and the, the banter is like so strong and like you, you can really feel the chemistry between them, and they they know their their shit lah. And of course, you know they make mistakes and things like that. But that's they, part of the experience too. Yeah, that's part of the experience. And but they do have it on Spotify and and stuff like that. But I would say that the experience is much uh, more much richer if you watch them on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm 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 getting there. So since twenty fifteen, I have been listening to like all these podcasts, right? And at the back of the I, my mind, I always wanted to like start one, but I didn't know like what to talk about, right? Because all these podcasts that I mentioned, they they always have a theme, right? They always mm-hmm. have like a a genre, right? So I always I always thought like, oh man, I've locked myself to a theme and things like that. But then sometime last year, I had this epiphany, and like you know that it doesn't necessarily need to be the case, and then um. So something happened to me personally uh and that was when I started to buy GameStop stock. <laughs> <And> then, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. And I realized that uh um, okay so uh, GameStop wait, wait. So, stock. so are you
1: like a millionaire now did you cash out at the right time?
0: No 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 no. I'd okay billion so billion I mean, I mean like very I'm waist deep in the cult right and I think that the rocket has not taken off yet. Right? So um okay. actually <laughs> Oh so you're still holding on to GameStop? Yeah, I'm green. I've been green for a very, very long time already. Like I look at my potential gains now and I believe it'll be like nothing, uh. So yeah. So okay. in February I I really wanted to like share and educate, you know, everyone about like the gamma squeeze and short squeeze potential. Lah. Uh mm-hmm. neither of which has happened, by the way. Yeah. So our our the financial advisor
1: in this uh discussion is judging you already no 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 okay. no, I, i'm one
2: of the people that was sitting <laughs> at the back is like thinking like why the fuck did i not take my entire life savings and do this as well
0: okay <laughs> so that was the first time i really felt so strongly and i really felt like i had the kind of expertise to talk to confidently speak about a topic and really engage people in the details so i was like got two of my friends together i was like we have to record the podcast episode now. To, like, okay, maybe tomorrow, right? Because like, it has to go out now. And then that was what kicked off the whole process of, okay, I need to design a logo. I need you come up with a concept for the podcast. So I sat down with my like designer friend, who is the guest of the first episode. Mm. Yeah, And then uh, we, we came up with the logo uh, and the visual design for all of my, you can see on my Instagram posts and my, my logo and things like that. Uh. So then we, I just really wanted to put out the GameStop episode, and I had no direction uh, after that. And so that was, once I put out the GameStop episode, right? So every week I would like, you know, kind of like take notes. Okay, what can I talk about you know, on the next episode that might be meaningful and of value for people to learn, right? Mm. Yeah. So uh, you said you listen to like some of my episodes. Like which ones did you listen to? Uh
1: I think the most memorable bo- memorable one was actually the one that you all were talking about. I'm sorry, the one that Oh yeah, that's the purpose of the podcast
2: think Talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, the one that you guessed on your friend's uh podcast and you were talking about fighting games, cause somehow or another I could relate. And yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> la, even though I didn't really play that much. But yeah, that's a bit different. Uh some of the other ones that where you had guests on, I mean you have guests every week, every episode, right?
0: Every episode. Yeah, but I don't put it out every week. I only upload like once every few weeks cause it's just me doing the work, so it's a bit hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I listen to quite a few, la, but I would say that I like your style. But sometimes the guests that you have on oops is are things that I already heard of. And I haven't actually sat through a full episode. La. <laughs> uh, that's you not doing your homework right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear bits and pieces from every part and like mm. I don't actually spend that much time listening to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So when I can, I will just skim through a lot of things. Lot and I realize I it's also a bit of, I don't know, is it like burnout from my side because there was a period of time where we were producing a lot of episodes and very consistently. Yeah, yeah. And you know when you are recording an episode and you have to listen to this joker's voice like three four hours straight, right? Mm, yeah. After a while, you your own very, voice. Very, yeah. Then you're like, okay, okay, I don't want to do any more audio things already. Like, I just need to detox from audio. So, even if I'm listening to things, I'm I'm listening to like background music, which I've never listened to in my life. So, the whole process of actually editing on the podcast has been a bit exhausting. So, I try to just skim through a lot of podcasts. But one thing that I found makes it a bit easier to process, right, is I actually listen to a podcast in 1.5 or 2 times the speed. Mm -hmm. So, it's quite funny sometimes and it makes it a bit more interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but the problem with that is I I don't actually absorb that much of what of the content at the end of it. But as I'm listening, it's quite interesting.
2: So I got a completely different experience with Ivan because I fortunately don't do all the editing, right? Uh so for your podcast, I particularly enjoyed the episode where y'all were talking to musicians, and I think that was mm. you know the main reason. Uh, I did say to Ivan, like, "Hey, we definitely should be talking with this guy, because I think that it really exposed or it showcased like a side that you know a lot of people didn't think about. Like, I know that COVID restrictions for, for example, COVID restrictions was one of the things that got us started on the our podcast, and we're talking about like, oh, you know, it's a new way of life, and everybody in Singapore was complaining like, oh, you know, it's this is how it is, this is how that is, and." Like it's so inconvenient and all that but you brought out the musicians where their entire life is dependent on being able to do live shows right and on top of that you have somebody who doesn't teach music on the side as well
0: yeah so he is really dependent on like the life aspect of it right and then he doesn't do what people expect him to do right because you know teaching seems to like music seems to be a very intuitive way to like earn income from like a skill right but some people just don't enjoy that and or they are terrible at that Mm. and whatever so yeah it's really these issues that i find that people have a lot of misconceptions or like they brush aside very quickly and they dismiss oh it's like that you know it's not life is not so straightforward there are many layers and many many perspectives and and so when I listened to your podcast, there was an episode where you guys talked about this, you know, domestic dispute about this like good class bungalow. Like someone died and then left the bungalow to the, I, I think it was the middle, oh, the middle yeah. child. Yeah, the, or something the, like that.
1: The youngest child, the youngest child.
0: The, the youngest child. Yeah, so like, you know, there, there's, one sibling who is like cut out of the whole thing and then like one sibling who like kind of tries, tries to weasel his way in and, th- and things like that. You know that when we read the news right, like all we see is like just the surface but there are like so many underlying factors, forces that could be at play there. Yeah, they can play there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's worth thinking about especially when you one day have to go and write your own will, right? Then like how do you make sure that, I don't know, like someone from your life doesn't try, try to steal your estate from your children, uh, you know that, that kind of thing. Uh. It's very esoteric, but it is like kind of worth thinking about, right? Another yeah. episode that, or rather, another part of the ep- episode that I really, really liked, uh, and I just listened to it today, was about, uh, I think, Ivan's experience with the police in drink driving. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. You got it wrong. He was the <laughs> one who got caught for drink driving. Oh, it's Charles. Your Charles, right, right, right. Yeah, right, I was.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was him. No, all the bad stuff is him. Man. I mean, I tell you, I tell you what happened. Of course, of course. Okay, because uh, oh. there
2: was, I think twice I got stopped at roadblocks, right? And this is how our friendship is like. Huh? So one time I got stopped at the roadblock and we had some drinks. I was still sober enough to drive. And then I did the breath test and then I came back to the car. And Ivan's reaction, he was just sitting in the car, like playing his phone, right? And he was like, wow, what idea?
0: Okay, let's go.
2: <laughs> oh, it is okay this guy harmless piece of shit
0: like he knows you can handle it so he's like he's, uh, no I know you probably weasel his way out of some nonsense because <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I mean obviously every drunk person will claim that they can still drive right like nobody yeah, will admit, yeah. admit and say oh uh, I'm too drunk to drive no it's like a guy it's like a macho guy alpha male kind of crap that you, yeah. no matter how drunk you are you will still claim that you can drive So, but when he went out I was like okay like, this guy confirmed game over already <laughs> I just need to see what's gonna happen to me also you know, just like texting on my phone but apparently he came back both IT, so completely like, okay, oh. stone cold in the car he was like oh nothing ah
2: okay well let's go I was like what <laughs> I just almost had like my life flashing in front of me moment you know and this guy you know my friend of uh, what 27
0: years doesn't give a shit yeah 27 years wait you, so you you guys met in primary yes. school yeah we're, we're primary school classmates <laughs> oh, all the man. trouble that I got
1: in primary school probably is because of him Okay, that's not how it worked, okay? Like in primary school, I have to tell this story so many times. You know, like when I was in primary school, I got into a lot of trouble uh, and I was fighting uh-huh. a lot with all the Abings. I was not abing; uh-huh. I was just trying to fight.
0: That's what all the Abings say, but yeah. I know, uh, right? You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep my uh, independence from the Abings, so I got into a lot of fights with them. And this guy was supposed to be my best friend, but every time when I was fighting during recess, he was hiding behind his grandmother because his grandmother always came during recess to. I don't know, feed him or give him food or something. I can't remember what was exactly what I was. But every time I needed somebody to back me up, right? He was not there. Like this kind of best friend. And see, cell phones
2: didn't exist during that time. So who knows that you were getting into trouble? You know what I mean?
1: I was literally like, Fighting with the guy in front of me <laughs> and you were like you were telling him. Okay, <laughs> it's not my friend.
0: <laughs> you you didn't have a phone to like look down at it and pretend like you didn't see it. It's like, oh no, I'm like, no. texting my, fr- no, texting my friend. No, so he looked
1: me in it. the eye and shake his head. He was like, nope, I'm not <laughs> coming. <laughs> my grandma is here, I can't do anything to save you, sorry. <laughs> but okay, Man, la, I mean yeah. to be fair, I got him into a bit of trouble so now. A little bit, little bit.
2: But that's, that's really like how I grew up, right? And I guess a lot of it you, you see comes into the podcast as well. La. I think one of the interesting things about the two of us is that despite us having completely different experiences in life, uh, the one thing that has kept us friends is that we still somewhat have some sense of a good moral compass, la, which is why, you know, um, we came together and we, we, we started this whole podcasting, right? And... I, one thing that really surprised me is how often actually we agree on topics. Because if you, if you listen to us in person, uh, we're disagreeing all the time. Uh, but when we talk about more serious stuff, right, you realize that, I guess that's exactly why we say that we're friends. Because on major issues, we generally
1: see things quite eye to eye. Yeah, that's true. And also, because of that moral compass, when he got caught for drink driving, I did not feel any need to... Uh... Sorry okay, for moving I'm on. Asking for <laughs> you treated him
0: the exact same way, yeah. yeah. So you guys are square. square. Uh, moving on, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I think you know that's the beauty and uh, also convenience of having a consistent podcast partner to have and like you you know that no matter what topic comes up, right? Like, you can definitely have a discussion and you can have like your the your fair share of healthy disagreements, uh. yeah.
1: But in terms of your own podcast, have you always, like from the beginning, was it always the idea that you would be a solo host? Uh,
0: I did float the idea of having a um, co-host, but I don't think anyone I know, you know, has this vision of like doing a podcast or even if they do, right, then I don't think they have like the same kind of chemistry or like the we are able to achieve the same kind of banter without much extended practice like i said my my launch of this podcast was a bit expedited right yeah (laughs) yeah so i'm quite open to you know creating different concepts of shows in the future things like that you know can talk about trivia nerd stuff that that one's like a very low-hanging fruit for me but as
1: long as it's something that you want to talk about right
0: yeah exactly exactly. Um, It's it's fine That one doesn't need to be 45 minutes One hour It can be like uh, Yeah quite short And things like that But yeah I think for But then how It's mm. just me I really want to You know bring interesting people And let them talk about Their experiences And uh, share their perspective On things Because nah. uh, I I don't find that I'm a very interesting person But I know Quite a lot I read up quite a lot On like many many things And I'm able to Engage people on, on topics that even you know I don't really partake in or I don't have like much knowledge in. I I, I feel like I just push the buttons right and then they're able to share quite a lot. And I, I kind of attribute this to my training in my workplace because like I used to go for a lot of like these networking sessions yeah because like i do like business development so i have to go and listen to all these you know you mm-hmm. know, startups or like uh medium-sized businesses like what hey you know what's your business model and how does it work why are you special how you get started and things like that and i think these yeah q a skills just very naturally like like came up lah. yeah i think uh one thing that also gave me confidence was like i think some of the girls i was seeing they said i had a very nice voice which i'm like for anyone who's ever heard your own voice of a recording, uh, I felt the exact same way as you. Okay, I just cringe, just cringe. <laughs> yeah, but actually, your voice is yeah. You you have
1: quite a, I would say, radio type voice. I mean, compared to us, it's a lot more. Compared to more you, la.
2: just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't believe in you know these constraints of like radio and things like that because. You know, podcasts are so easy to make now, right? Like anyone can buy a mic, anyone can just upload to like any service, right? And therefore we can and should expect a variety of styles and a variety of voices and like nobody wants to listen to Roman Ma stock for like one hour. This is very, very, very tiring. You, know? you hear this like like bass just like like sink through your skull, right? It's like <laughs> I don't think yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it, that that will work. Yeah. Sorry Charles, you were saying something? I was just wondering uh
2: for you, considering that you're doing it alone, how do you go about choosing what to talk about going forward each week or each episode?
0: Um, OK, so for you guys, I, I see that you all tend to rely on the news cycle, right? Like um, you know, current, yeah. current affairs, like what's, what's trending, like what's very controversial. And and yeah, th- that is reference for me too. But like for me, I try to pick topics that uh, are kind of recurring, like recurring themes that maybe affect a lot of people or i find that you know people could come back in a couple of years and listen to them and say hey you know this is the 2020 the year 2021 perspective on it and it kind of makes sense right so when i talk about you know gig workers and why there are so many people doing the kind of gig work you guys go listen to the episode or when i talk about like the way get rich quick schemes have taken form now there used to be, you know, these newspaper ads right, in, a, in a corner, like, you know, come and listen to this seminar and like learn how to make money the Robert Kiyosaki way or the Warren Buffett way. And now it's just YouTube ads, right? If you give me 35 seconds oh of your gosh, time. That's yeah. the main reason yes. why I downloaded all these
2: ad blogs on YouTube, because I can't stand those voices, man.
1: <laughs> I actually subscribed to YouTube premium because I, like, I'm so sick of watching the bloody ads.
0: I just watch on my PC because like PC is the only way I can like get a, like, a proper ad block it's not gonna like I don't know like harvest my data or something like that. Use Firefox <laughs> but, by the way. Yeah. But they keep beating the
1: system. Right? I mean after a while YouTube adjusts the algorithm then or some of the ad blocks get cancelled then you have to find a new one. It's like a mouse game like that's never ending.
0: Okay. So for you guys, right? when you look at the news, how do you decide what gets makes it to an episode? And is that like a process that you all have or do you just, like one person just chooses and you all just run with it?
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously I do all the work. So I will choose one of the topics. Generally, when I'm choosing stuff- You see
0: somebody really, just
2: saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my process is, I will just look at the subject matter. I'll just see like, how much shit can we talk about it? And usually the amount of, Time that we will spend on it is how ridiculous the news is la. like you mentioned after we did like i think 10 20 episodes we started to realize that since all this news when we are finding topics that are so time sensitive right sometimes by the time you edit the whole damn thing and you try to release a topic like the trend is past already the wave has gone mm-hmm. yeah 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 so more and more we're actually trying to work on topics that are evergreen like you mentioned, like, they can come back one year later and see, okay, this is a good discussion. So, uh, we try to keep it a mix of both like, because, to be honest, the trending topics are the ones that actually get all the listeners. Like, uh, you remember the decoy saga? Uh,
0: I mean, it's technically still going on, like, it's not over until he comes out, right? Yeah, he, he's been charged already, so they're just waiting for the sentence. Uh,
1: so that was one of our first, I think we did the first 10 episodes and we got the most amount of listens simply because it was Dekosh. And mm. obviously, when we released the episode, I tagged all the relevant people. Uh, so somehow that got us uh, a lot of attention as well. But oh. I think for us... we try to keep a balance. Law. Yeah, you want to keep... You want to talk about the topics that are really trending or at least give a middle-aged guy's view on those topics. But at the same time, we also want to try and hit the evergreen topics that... Where the discussion can always be revisited and it never really dies out lah. and it gives people a reason to come back to old episodes when for example the same thing happens in the future we can say oh we actually had a discussion about this the elections in the last episode this what, 2020 elections mm. so the process is ever evolving but as of now that is what we're trying to do like hit the 20 topics and also try to have one or two segments in every episode that is evergreen. So
2: I think for us like mm. evolving going forward the idea really is to try to find topics that are more and more. I don't know if controversial is the right way to put it, but at least it's important to talk about. Like for example, you know, I think the National Day Rally is is a very good starting point for a lot of these discussions. Right, um, there is consideration, yeah. for an example, to have benefits for gig economy people. That's a that's a very very deep dive into things that can have a lot of ramifications in a lot of different situations right and Mm -hmm. not just in the economics perspective but also like for other people who consider going into something like that what do you need to be aware of i think that's where eventually we hope that the podcast can go towards so that it's not just about current affairs but it's also about what makes sense in the current affairs
0: or like what doesn't right if there's some sort of like ridiculous policy that you know gets introduced or a ridiculous policy that like still stands and and i think it's very good to bring a proper discussion to these topics uh. and prior to the age of the internet we really did not have a lot of public discourse on on these kind of issues and i, I really really would like you know all of our listeners like across both shows to you know, listen you can like feel free to disagree but like, understand why you disagree and please have like some statistics to like back up your point of view And if you can do that, right? And I think like everyone's the better for it. And I think our podcast will have done our job in contributing (laughs) to society. (laughs) But I would give credit where credit is due, right?
2: I feel that a lot of the more controversial opinions, like for example, about government is very, very unfounded, right? Because we don't have policies that are very, very left-wing, very, very right-wing. So, you know, Mm-hmm. We're kind of stuck with doing current affairs all the time because we can't find something that's super controversial other than laughing at each other's day-to-day shenanigans. Yeah, so that's how the podcast has kind of evolved along the way, la.
0: Singapore government is very middle of the road. Like, if you really go and study for yeah, the philosophies, yeah, that is true. Okay, but don't link us. Don't associate us with any <laughs> any political. We are non-partisan. Non-partisan. Yeah. Have you ever thought about a career in the? public service because i was just thinking about this the other day because i was thinking about like maybe next steps in my career and things like that then i'm like shit can i ever join the public service if like i have this podcast up up you know yeah because like i might hmm. say things like you know oh fuck PAP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what sector
2: uh, of public service do you want to go into <laughs> yeah really best communication won't work lah, <laughs> if you're gonna say fuck PAP. yeah 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 both of us will never consider public service
0: there are a couple of uh, stat boards, large and small, that are quite related to the work I'm doing now, uh, mostly in the Ministry of uh, Trade and in the, in the Industry. So I'm quite a believer of the need to bring foreign capital into Singapore and create jobs, right? I've drunk the Kuwait there. <laughs> so at the same time, there are some uh, very small, unheard of um, stat boards that exist under the, you know, the Prime Minister's office. yeah. Okay, like what? (laughs) CPIB? There's one called the Center for Strategic Futures that really thinks about, you know, what are the issues that Singapore has to deal with 100, 200 years from now? And then, you know, lay the groundwork for the research and the preparation to deal with it, right? So, like, for them, right, things like maybe climate change and rising sea levels, right, was work that they were doing, like, 20 years ago, you know? Mm. Yeah. I want to deal with issues like, you know, like, future black swan events or you know like gene editing things like that but yeah uh, i mean that's just one option uh. sometimes i have very unkind words for public service officers but yeah as as do we but i think if
1: you're really going down that road
0: then yeah probably the podcast i
1: don't know just make it inactive or something
0: (laughs) yeah as long as it doesn't come out the annual review Mm -hmm. uh, i think it's all good man yeah. Um, yeah. So just go by a ghost name or something. Yeah, <laughs> a ghost name. Yeah. So Charles, you you're saying you probably never you know work for the public service, right? But I saw your Instagram, and you are doing a master's degree now. Yes. Wait, you put it on his Instagram already. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. Listeners. spend so much money
2: for it. Have to put it up. Have to put it up somewhere, right? I think. Going back to the whole thing, like I'm from the the insurance industry, right? So, okay, for everybody out there, don't worry, don't block my number. I'm not actively doing sales. I'm actually a trainer. So the one thing that we are all very, very concerned about in that sector is to figure out how to develop people beyond just doing sales, right? So Mm. to give you an idea, like if somebody comes into an organization, there's someone that plans that idea of from the executive all the way to the retirement phase of a person. Of course, nobody stays with one company these days, right? But there are people that think about these kind of things. So that's the masters that I'm doing. And yeah, I, I feel that ironically, the government is the one that does a lot of these kind of planning Or individuals.
0: <laughs> they lead the yeah, way. Yeah, la, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because uh, for an example, a lot of um, ex-military people get headhunted into other sectors, right? And yeah, they really plan for these kind of people along the way. So, I don't know. I hope I didn't shoot myself in the foot by saying I'm never going to consider government service, right? Because that might be my most enticing employer, but who knows?
0: Well, you know, some people say that they have not considered a career in politics, but we have not seen the end of, you know, that chapter. But yeah. Actually, this is the first time I'm meeting you guys. So, like, I'm just using first impressions here, right? But from your setup, your very mobile setup in the Teoh Heng Karaoke studio, Yes. I, I feel like you are the the more the entrepreneurial type and yeah, you're more of the go-getter, the, the doer, the one who has to, you know, actually get his hands dirty and edit the podcast. But yeah. So like what, what do you do or what were you doing and yeah and why were you doing it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think my quote unquote entrepreneurial side stems from the fact that I am very poor at taking orders. I'm very bad at dealing with authority. Which is why, like when I was young, I would go into a lot of trouble, right? But as I grew older, I became smarter, and I made friends with the discipline master and things like that. So, a lot of it stems from the fact that I don't like being told what to do in general. So, uh, might have gotten me into a bit of trouble here and there. But it's also the reason why I'm always teaching to do something else. Uh, which is how I ended up running the escape room business. By the way, I'm not. I wasn't the owner of the business, which is why I no longer. I'm no longer there, uh, but. It is true that I've always been restless when it comes to doing anything. And I have a little bit of an attention span problem in that once I start doing something and I, re- and I feel like I've reached a certain point of competency or I feel like I've gotten good enough or I've learned enough, I always have this tendency to get bored of it. And I want to move on to something else. And I think if you run a business and disclaimer, I'm not a successful entrepreneur, which is why like I'm unemployed now. but. The entrepreneurial route has always been interesting for me because you get to learn a lot. Of, you get to face a lot of different challenges that you have to respond, a level of inventiveness that you probably, that I don't get from holding a regular job. So in the past, I have worked I've worked in a tuition agency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm also a APST financial consultant, like my friend over here. Obviously, he was more successful because again, uh, I don't take directions well. So when the people try to teach me, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do he it See, my see own way. in his own
2: segment, like he, he just has to take a,
1: a jab at me for no reason, right? But yeah, <laughs> go on. It's not you. It's your industry in general. <laughs> go on. But <laughs> go on. Uh, I was also in IT for a while and I realized that my problem will always be the same. Like, I really have issues taking directions from people and I don't know if it's me or the circles that I hang out in, but I always feel like the superior that I'm under is usually kind of dumb. And mm-hmm. I end up having to fix their fuck-ups most of the time. So I realized that instead of trying to fix people's fuck-ups, I want just be the one who throws the shit down. And somehow along the way, some of the things work out, which is why I stayed in the escape room industry for so long, because there was always something new and something more interesting to work on. And uh, I guess I haven't really found like a career for me, but this is how I approach things, lot is not over hopefully something better is in the
0: pipeline yeah but but it's true la. Like, i mean i think we are living in an era where things change not just on a macro level but you know on a personal level very quickly you end up having to you know learn new skills pivot to new jobs or new stages of life very quickly there's no such thing as like a singapore story where you you meet your sweetheart, BTO, and then you have like the same job, live happily ever after, things like that, you know. I, I think many people are more cognizant and accepting of this idea of chronic instability now. Do <laughs> you feel that way? I, I mean I'm at a stage where a lot of my friends have either changed job like once or twice mm. or and they they've posted, you know, long essays on like instant stories about like why their job sucks and things like that, you know. And <laughs> Particularly my university, Uh, we were sold this very standardized idea of like, okay, you know, you get yourself in a corporate job, right? And this is how you hustle. And like when you hustle like this, uh, you will be successful. But then we didn't account for factors such as like, not our own changing preferences, our misconceptions about the industry, or shitty bosses that get thrown our way. And then we have to end up managing them Mm -hmm. for lower pay. Yeah, yeah, it, it's things like that. Uh, and I think, you know, the trend of lawyers quitting to run cafes is easier is to stay. Yeah. Yeah, you read all these stories about, like, uh, all these corporate people, they quit and become hawkers. Because, spoiler alert, I, I think this happens in a lot of countries, and in not not just Singapore. Like, I'm very much into uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Speak the language, went there for exchange, live there for, like, six months, right? Yeah, so uh, you Ooh. you get, like, these kind of stories all the time. And... Although they are less accepting of this idea of like chronic personal instability, but they they already are, are there and there's no reason why, there's no point trying to chase this idea of stability. It can be done, it can be done. Mm. But just, I think it's always good to have at the back of your mind, you know, a plan B right mm. more, now more than ever. Yeah.
1: Are you saying that this, like this trend of people leaving corporate jobs to do their own thing is, has been taking off in Japan?
0: uh uh yes i mean it's it's always been a thing like and the people who do that are mostly in the minority mm. but the way it manifests now is more of uh, they leave the companies the big trading companies the big banks right mm. then maybe they work go work for a more flat tech startup and the idea is like completely novel to them the culture is completely different the workflows are completely different the way they even type the emails is different and it can it can actually be a culture shock for them and it can be very 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 refreshing and then uh of course their workaholic tendencies will turn on again and they'll still overwork themselves in the new company uh, but they'll be a lot more happier doing it
1: uh okay i I wasn't really aware of that because my impression of Japan has always been like, you know, the career, the career man where you just spend your entire life with a company. And I thought, mm. because there are quite a number of Japanese YouTubers that from time to time, I will just uh, go and watch. La. And it seems like it's still very prevalent. So I always was under the impression that like, that was still the norm and anything against the traditional flow of how your life is supposed to be generally is frowned upon there. La.
0: Uh, yeah of course of course you know just that when these people take action right you know it's much more drastic for them and the implications for them are, are like much greater right yeah so for for Singapore where it's already socially acceptable to like you know uh, change jobs within the same industry and things like that right like and you know maybe not have kids and uh, you know lead some sort of alternative lifestyle it's definitely going to be a mainstay and you know people should be more open-minded and and when they, when they talk and meet these people and not be like, huh, how come you do this? Huh, how come you do that? I think that's the most fucking irritating thing for like racial minorities, religious or any sort of minorities or people who, you know, they don't need the so-called like mainstream lifestyle like, for whatever reason. Yeah. I think that's also something that I want to achieve for my podcast also, you know. It's like, please, if you listen to my podcast, I don't go to like, you know, some someone and like question them for their life choices. Please suspend your disbelief.
1: It's
2: funny that you brought it up, right, that this whole change in culture or this whole change in thinking actually has been very, very well documented since I think at least 2015 and earlier, that a lot of organizations realize that the newer generation of people like your age, I'm talking to concern, right, is they think differently because the access to information is so much greater and the uh, perspectives on the world is so much wider compared to the generations before that. So I guess it's just manifesting itself in more modern times whereby COVID has brought about the possibility where you have somebody who is working at home, but at the same time on job portals looking for something else at the same time. But (laughs) I'm just curious about one thing because we, we obviously have a little bit of a gap in the generation that we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, right? Like, is there anything that you have been surprised in your experience while being a podcaster? Like there was something that made you really like eye-opener.
0: Um, uh, sorry, specifically like like the, while doing the podcast or is there something like you, are you talking about like something I learned?
2: Yeah, so like in the course of doing the podcast, was there something that you realized that was maybe something that was not what you would have learned or seen or experience, if you were just going about your day-to-day life? Or was there something in the podcast that made you see?
0: All the time, all the time. Because every episode that I decide to do, right? Like after I send the invitation to the guests, I have to go and do some homework, right? I make it a point to, you know, at least like read up and create a few problems that I, I want to touch on, right? Yeah, I don't like to call my podcast an interview podcast. I think structuring it and calling it an interview will affect the quality of response from the person you're talking to. Yeah, but definitely, you know, when when I talk about like gig work or when I talk about uh, you know, running your own startup that's like staffed off money, I always find like something surprising and I actually enjoy this process of learning. You know, like I am also enriched by me having to make this podcast lah. Yeah. Has any of them shaped your thinking? Uh not not really, like I I don't think anyone has, you know, changes their opinions on things so quickly, but definitely I, I will say that I learned a lot from my guests and I always remember them whenever the topics that we discuss come to relevance in my life, lah. right? I think much in a way that, um, for example, undoing your discrimination or prejudice for a minority race can be very much fixed by increasing your interactions with of people of that that group right I think it's very very important to you keep yourself exposed to all sorts of people and you know you only live once la, and I really want to see and know as much as I can And that was the first half of the conversation between me and Ivan and Charles from the Middle of the Road podcast Check out the second half of this conversation over at Middle of the Road podcast I'll drop a link in the show notes where we talk about Singapore's National Day Rally 2021 And when you're done feel free to check out their other episodes as well I really like listening to their episodes because they bring a certain amount of depth and nuance to certain news topics and at the same time they have a healthy amount of disagreement with each other so it's not two guys in a circle just agreeing with each other Anyway Here's a short clip of the conversation that me, Ivan, and Charles had. Enjoy! The National Day Rally is, I think for the first time, these issues were brought to light on the most public platform ever. Just one of the big examples that I thought was interesting, it was like the screenshots of property agents like saying, uh, sorry, the landlord doesn't want to rent to Indians. Mm. Like This was in the realm of like, you know, your the online citizen. Yes. Uh, yes. Kind, of, kind of like, or like WhatsApp chat, viral news. And, and then like, here you have Prime Minister of Singapore, I have to tell you, very nicely, please don't be racist <laughs> anymore.
2: And I think we touched
0: on this topic
2: a little bit previously with regards to the rental market in one of our podcasts as well, right?
1: Yeah, and we came to a sort of consensus that there has to be a line between, that you draw between what is considered outright racism and what is acceptable as a preference on an individual level because when it comes to renting your space there's a lot more things that go into consideration on top of whether you are being racist or not for a lot of the landlords you are staying with this tenant who's going to be coming in yeah at least from our point of view it's perfectly fine to have preferences in terms of who you want to bring in if you think about starting to legislate things like that right yeah. It, you're going to run into a lot more problems like are you then going to say that you cannot limit your advertisement to say only females allowed? Because if you're going to start with the race thing then why not extend it to gender as well? And you can see like the potential host of problems that that's going to raise.
0: Yeah, correct. I think advocates of, you know, like a co- kind of like color blind, gender blind um your know, rental law enforcement, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh they, they would say that hey you know this this tenant is paying rent uh, the money is the same you know then like why cannot, uh, that, that, that kind of thing but there are yeah you know these like tiny micro frictions that can become like macro frictions if, uh like if they're faster la. so some landlords just don't want to deal with it law. Yep. and uh and some landlords are like just straight up racist la. I don't want an Indian in my I don't want to interact with Indian that's it full stop yeah yeah but what's different this time in the National Day rally is that uh there. Were some um, things, frameworks, and guidelines that are now supposed to be codified into law, mm. right? That, that's different. But whether they'll be enforced or not is a different issue, like uh, 377A, for example.
2: Which one is that the homosexual?
0: Uh, Men putting penis in anus of another man. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, okay. It's very, very specific. You can, uh, one of my episodes that will come out uh, next month, uh, it's, if you think about it, right? It's perfectly fine right, for a man to put. Uh, his penis into another man's mouth yeah, or or a woman's anus but not a man's anus so right? it was yeah. that so explicit
1: like the law itself is that explicit
0: yeah yeah it, it says uh, yeah penetrate penetrate another man or something and, and something like that yeah i had, <laughs> I, I had this uh, discussion with like one of my my ethics profs who was a law professor la, and yeah i think he was gay okay so he was very very passionate when he was discussing that topic but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yeah enforceable laws right i think that that's a big question like yes maybe you know implementing these anti-discriminatory laws is good but how can it be enforced you know then we have to put in more money into the judicial system and also the police force